Welcome to the In Alignment podcast with Kenny and Aggie. Yay! <laughs> so this is our second official podcast and our first one with a guest. Today we have Bonnie from Sadhana Yoga Studio in Port Coquitlam. Now Bonnie is the sound bath magician living in the Tri-Cities. Uh, if you ever get the chance to experience one of her classes, they're absolute magic. Just the energy that she brings in with her is truly something absolutely phenomenal. So thanks for joining us today, Bonnie. Oh, it's great to be here with you guys. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your journey to get here, to you know, discovering your spiritual side and what brought you here. Sure. So my spiritual journey has been a long one. Um, <laughs> I, I guess it all started when I was uh, probably about 18 years old and I was a single mom and I was living in a, in a house, a fourplex, and below me was this hippie lady and this was back in the 70s so she was a genuine hippie. <laughs> so there was this hippie lady that lived downstairs from me and uh, she was a yoga teacher. And so every morning she would do her yoga practice and, and I guess she probably noticed that I was struggling. Um, I was kind of hanging out with a lot of bikers and that kind of thing. She probably thought I, I needed some spiritual assistance. So um, so she started teaching me yoga, and, uh, and, and it, I really enjoyed it, and it made a difference, and it kind of really helped me to, uh, to ground myself and to uh, become more of who I really was rather than following the crowd. And so I was able to uh, kind of establish my own identity. And um, so I did yoga off and on for, for many, many years and uh, didn't really have a consistent practice. And then when I was probably in my mid-40s and my children all left home, um, I decided to delve more into the practice. And I started consistently going to yoga classes and, and really began to enjoy it. And uh, I, I was dog-sitting for one of my coworkers while she was away and her partner was a Kundalini yoga teacher. And she gave me a uh, 10 class pass to uh, Yoga West in Vancouver, which is uh, a wonderful place for Kundalini Yoga. And so I went and I was like, wow, <laughs> what is this <laughs> magic stuff? So um, that started my Kundalini journey. And, uh, and I eventually ended up taking Kundalini teacher training and, uh, and I teach Kundalini Yoga. And that's kind of how the gong came into it, too, because in Kundalini Yoga, Yogi Bhajan was kind of the one that sort of brought gongs to the forefront as being a, a, a method of healing. And so that's how all the gong stuff started. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to know, because um, nowadays I think yoga is really very popular. Everybody wants to do yoga. But um, what are the different types of yoga that are out there and then how can you find the one that's more in tune for you and also for you why did you choose the path of kundalini yoga as opposed to any other type of yoga right yeah yoga man it's like there's so many different kinds and styles mm -hmm. and places you can do yoga um at uh, sadhana yoga and sound we're more of a healing studio so a lot of our classes are are fairly gentle and more to bring your awareness back into your body mm -hmm. rather than exercise so in our classes, we have yin, which is going really deep into different postures and just exploring them and, um, and just sitting with yourself while you're in those postures, opening yourself up. We have hatha, which is like a classic Indian style mm -hmm. yoga. Uh, we have kundalini yoga, which involves a lot of breath work, mantras, chanting, um, a 
and some gongs and postures. <laughs> yeah, so there's quite a few different kinds and different studios sort of specialize in different things. Uh, recently, I just saw that there was um, uh, metal yoga. Metal <laughs> and there's yoga. goat yoga and beer yoga. Yes, and it's yeah. uh, Aqua yoga. Aqua yoga. There's just yoga everywhere. So and you know, honestly, I really believe that any yoga is good yoga. Mm-hmm. Any time that a person is taking that time to really connect with themselves and go inward, that's a huge step because mm-hmm. we spend so much of our life living in the past, living in the future, what if, I want, I need, and when we really just truly get inside and just connect with our, our inner self and our awareness, that's when we truly become happy, mm-hmm. you know? There's nothing mm-hmm. external, mm-hmm. you know, that's going to create that for you. It's all internal. And uh, I'll tell you my story about my yeah. yoga studio. <laughs> please, please do. Once you start doing, especially with Kundalini Yoga, or you start connecting with your own awareness, you're able to live your life the way you're truly meant to. And your gifts that you're given in this life uh, can, can come forth. Mm. So for me, what happened was I moved to Port Coquitlam a couple of years ago to be closer to my family because my family all lives here and I was babysitting my grandkids. So I retired, <laughs> moved into a condo here and thought, hey, great life, babysit my grandkids, do some yoga, whatever. And I found this yoga studio. I thought it's perfect right by my house. And at the time I was teaching yoga out in Surrey and I, I sent an email to the owner of the studio and I said, hey, I'd like to teach some classes out of your space. Can I rent your space? That was November 58, 2018. Mm. No, 2017 that I mm-hmm. sent her the email. And, uh, and she said, sure. So I started teaching out of this space and it was going okay. I mean, Kundalini yoga is kind of a, a, a niche kind of yoga. <laughs> if you're yeah. not ready to chant out loud, yeah. you know, and do some <laughs> weird breathing exercises and move your arms, you know, it, it might not be for you. You got to kind of work up to it. So I had a small little group that used to come all the time. And so fast forward to, I think it was the end of August last year, I get an email from the owner of the studio and she said, I can't keep the studio going anymore. I, my life is too busy and she already have an, has another studio in Pitt Meadows. And she said, I have to get rid of the studio. And I just really literally blurted out of my mouth, I'll take it. <laughs> and I don't even know where that came from because I'm a retired person. <laughs> I don't even have a lot of money. You're living your life. And, yeah. And so I just blurted it out. And she said, great. Great. I'm so happy you're going to take the yoga studio. And I hung up the phone and went, oh, my God, I have no idea what I'm doing because I've never had a business before. I don't, I don't, I really didn't have a clue. And then to top it all off, I had a vacation booked in Maui for two weeks with my siblings that I'd booked a long time ago for the period of time that was supposed to be the transition period between her leaving the studio wow. and me taking it over. Mm-hmm. So, and, oh yeah. And so the day that I got the keys was one year to the day that I sent the email to her about wow. renting the space. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So yeah. In alignment. In alignment. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And you know, once you delve deeper into yourself, you'll find that things become so much easier mm-hmm. because you're living from your truth and you're living mm-hmm. from your soul mm-hmm. rather than living from your mind and, and expectations of others and and the wants. You know, you're living your, your tr- soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think that's um, something that's really dear to uh, Aggie and I because, well, I can speak on my behalf. Um, I'm all about <laughs> simplifying things since I can, I can remember. I've never really liked working hard because it didn't make sense to mm -hmm. me. It didn't make sense to how I was feeling inside. And, um, and now that I've done you know, a few practices, mainly meditation for me, um, I see how things just come easier in my life. And it's everything, it's always the things that, that I, I wouldn't even say that I want, maybe that I need or want, it's like a combination, but they just come in the right, right moment, perfect mm -hmm. timing, and it's always effortless. So, yeah, totally yeah. in alignment, yeah. yeah. Soul's purpose, living your soul's yeah. purpose and yeah. allowing your soul to come forward. Yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. And I think it's not it's not so much not working hard mm -hmm. because there's a reward in it, but mm -hmm. there's a difference between working hard with something that truly resonates with you mm -hmm. and who you are mm -hmm. and the path that you know you align with versus working hard simply just to bring in money mm -hmm. or to you know to feed some purpose that you feel pressured to feed. Is there's it, there's such a line between how working hard in a general nine sense, to five yeah. yeah a general sense versus working hard in something that you feel drawn to like mm -hmm. saying that you know you've you've got this email and you said or you were on the phone and you said i'll take the studio yeah. <laughs> no sort of consideration the work that it was going to involve yeah. and it's right? seriously it's like having an infant child and that's what i tell everyone wow. it's like having an infant child because i am the cleaner <laughs> I am the dishwasher, I'm the tea maker, I'm the toilet cleaner, yeah. I'm the floor sweeper, I take the garbage out, I do the bookkeeping, yeah. I literally do everything and yeah. I, I just call this my baby and at night, seven days a week, I come to the studio and put it to bed and make Aww. sure that everything's good. Mm -hmm. But it really is uh, a passion for me and, and one of my, my greatest pleasures is seeing the community that's come together mm -hmm. in the studio and, and that was kind of my my goal was to create a really nice sacred space for for people in the community to come and have a spiritual practice with themselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i think you've done a really great job of that from yeah for sure it's Absolutely. something that i that i that i felt the first time that i came here even before i met anybody just like walking through the steps i was like huh there's something here for sure mm -hmm. and um the gong journey uh, for me was the second time I've ever experienced it, but the first time with you. And but I remember even after it, it felt, it, it I don't know, it in alignment. I think just a great alignment. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah, everything just felt so right, and then everything connected, and um, and I was able to keep that vibration as well. Uh, going back home, which I think sometimes um, I know personally I've done other yoga practices in other studios and You know you, you feel great in that studio or in that moment or after the class But then when you leave you see all these people getting back to their you know mm. normal reactive mm. ways mm. and it's hard for them to keep their vibration um, but um, with the gong, I don't know, personally for me, it's the only thing that I've experienced with you, but um, I'm looking forward to trying a Kundalini class as well. <laughs> I can get with the chanting and everything yeah. else. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd love to learn about that. Yeah. Yeah, the gong, the sound journey, everything. Mm -hmm. It's like it, it clears out things or it, it brings up things that you didn't even know that you were holding on to. Mm -hmm. And 
just taking that home at the end of the night, it's like you don't want to interact with anyone. You just want to go to bed and allow it to keep vibrating. It's sacred. It's it's yeah. really sacred, it really right? Is. And it's transformational. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I did um I did a three day training with a man named Matab Benton a couple of years ago, um, down in the States. And then recently in August I went to England and I did gong training with uh, Don Conroe and uh, Aiden McIntyre for Don Conroe's like the father of all gong players mm -hmm. and he was one of Yogi Bhajan's original students. So 10 days of gong training, I left there and I was so elevated. Um, I ended up staying a few days in Glastonbury, which is really an elevated place mm -hmm. anyway. But I went into uh, a shop and I wanted to have my Akashic Records open. And the woman literally looked at me and she said, I can't do anything with you right now. You're, you're way too elevated. You have to go and ground yourself yeah, yeah. and then come back just from having all that gong and um, it, celebrating our, our one year anniversary. We're going to be doing an all night gong bath. And I would really recommend you try yeah, it nice. because, uh, yeah, eight hours of gong. Yeah. <laughs> what, what date is it? It's Again? November 16th. Okay. Yeah. And we have it on our website if you can register on the website. And what's your website? It's sadhanayogaandsound.ca. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So what would you, mm. how would you bring people in to be more open to sound journeys? Oh, you know, it's what we don't know terrifies us, right? Mm. As human beings, that, that unknown is really scary for us, but it just amazes me sometimes the demographic of people that we get coming into the yeah. sound journey mm -hmm. because I, I thought at first it would be a lot of yoga people and stuff like that but we get probably half of the people that come in don't do any kind of yoga at mm -hmm. all but they're looking people now and Yogi Bhajan predicted this in the 70s he said people in the coming years um, once we entered the Aquarian age from the Piscean age mm -hmm. he said people are going to be looking for a way to de-stress and to come mm -hmm. down because we're so inundated with information mm -hmm. it's going to be too overwhelming and our nervous systems aren't going to be able to handle it mm -hmm. and everyone is looking for a way to relax and unplug and to so reconnect the, yeah, and, and the gong yeah. does that you know you your mind is helpless after five minutes of listening to the gong your mind is helpless mm. it can't form a thought you mm. surrender to it yeah and so yeah yeah, and it's funny because I just think that people walking by after people are coming out from a gong bath <laughs> must look at them and just go, wow, what did you just do? <laughs> what are they smoking at? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because everybody just kind of leaves here like, ah. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's so becoming so popular, especially when I was in England. In London, you can get a sound bath like, any time of the day, any day of the week, there's so many sound people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's it's getting like that here. We have a couple of really great gong players and sound healers. So mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah. And Yogi Bhajan said every home should have a gong. Yes, <laughs> I would agree to that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And um, I guess for those who don't know what a sound therapy is or a gong bath is, um, I can only speak from my experience, mm -hmm. and then maybe Bonnie can also compliment whatever else and you also like if you want to add your experience as well um so basically for me from my understanding and how i've experienced it it's um just a, a deep relaxation where different types of instruments are played mainly gongs and singing bowls and then um i'm not too sure what other instruments you can play because i know that you have an array of instruments 
And um, so basically, they tap into different vibrations uh, mm. and your body reacts to it. So because we're also vibrational beings, things can be brought up, but because it's also like a very um, safe space and very relaxed, uh, your body kind of just kind of tunes into the frequency that is being played and then take it there and then enjoy the, the time. I couldn't have even said it better myself. <laughs> like that, you just got the whole idea of it. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I do. I I play. Um, I have a drum. It's uh, it's a, a an Aboriginal drum, and it's um, a moose. Mm. And moose is grandmother energy, and I really relate to grandmother oh, energy as a grandmother myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I have koshi chimes, and I have um, Tibetan singing bowls, and I have alchemy crystal singing bowls that are infused mm. with different alchemies. And I have bells, and oh, I have um, my, uh, it's like a wave drum. It yeah. sounds like ocean waves. It's an ocean drum. Yeah. And what else do I have? I think that's the, the main. Gongs. The gongs. <laughs> the gongs. Singing bowls. Yeah. 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 And so I have four gongs, and the gongs, I have one is a symphonic gong. It's not tuned to anything in particular. I have a Saturn gong that's tuned to the frequency of the planet Saturn. Mm-hmm. I have uh, an earth gong, and it's a sound creation gong, so it's a, quite a different. It's got a very deep, earthy, mm. grounding tones. And then I have an Eight Corners of Heaven gong, which is a mirror gong that was created by Don Conroe. Mm. And it's uh, it's specifically for healing. Yeah. Mm. So all the gongs. <laughs> I have a problem with gongs. My kids are always like, no more gongs, Mom. <laughs> I'm sure they're the like, gongs. what are we going to do with them when she's gone? <laughs> That's why you have a studio to hold exactly. all the gongs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and so all the all the different instruments I use um, have different frequencies, mm-hmm. and 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 when they do music therapy, they study the how our, mm-hmm. these different frequencies affect your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you pick your gongs? Okay, oh, so question. <laughs> yeah, that's good. My first gong. I ordered online. I have no idea what I was doing because I was just like, I need a gong. I need a gong. I need a gong. <laughs> and so I ordered it. Um, I ordered it. It came. I got this gong, and it was. I call it my starter. It was a tiny little twenty-four inch um, mile. No Sabian. Yeah. So I got that, and I was good with that for about a year, and then I tried out um, the Earth Gong. And it's a 32-inch earth gong. Well, I had to have that one. <laughs> so Magnificent. Yeah. And that was when I was at the workshop in uh, on Bainbridge Island with um, Matab Benton. So it was nice going to the workshop because I got to try out all these different gongs. And then I decided what I wanted. Then I ended up with the Saturn gong, which I never really wanted the Saturn gong. <laughs> I just ended up with it somehow. I... It was in stock, and I said, okay, I'll take it. It was another one of those things. And so I took the Saturn gong, and it took me a long time to warm up to Saturn because Saturn is exactly the opposite of what I am. Mm. Saturn is very direct. Mm -hmm. It's the tough teacher. It's everything that I'm not. The strict father. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it's that polarity, right? Mm -hmm. So I kind of probably needed that one. And then I have a symphonic gong, which is not tuned to anything. So I have a... Uh, what is mine? Mine's a 28-inch symphonic, but my friend had a 36-inch symphonic. Mm. So she was kind enough when she went to India, J. Craig Carr, to, uh, <laughs> Thank you. To, yeah, to lend me her 36-inch 
um, symphonic gong, so it's still here at the studio. <laughs> She's back from India, and I don't know. You know, it's pretty heavy for her to carry around, yeah. so I'm thinking I'll just take care of it for her. <laughs> How nice of you. I know. I know. And then I'm traveling to Hawaii, and I found another gong, and it's it's called uh, Mother Tesla Gong. Wow. And it's a really interesting gong. So there's a guy in Maui that has it, so I might come home with another gong. <laughs> driven by intuition it's just kind of like the mm. way that the studio came about and the way that you pick your gongs even it's just like let's do this yeah okay I'll take this is that something that you found has come about from this spiritual practice or have you always been someone that's trusted your intuition you know I think it's probably due to my spiritual practice and meditations and that kind of thing I think the whole key is is trust yourself mm. right trusting yeah. yourself very few people trust themselves, you know, they end up with all of this mental chatter, I can't do this, or you know what happened last time when I did this, and their negative mind is all mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. um, I think doing a lot of meditation has allowed me to trust myself, and also the path that I've, I've been on in life. I mean, I my life hasn't always been easy, you know, my younger life was really tough. I, I had a lot of... Uh, a lot of things that I probably could have done differently, mm. but I took a hard path. And I think it was from not listening to my intuition that that path was so hard. Mm -hmm. You know, I kept opening doors that weren't meant for me, yeah. banging on those doors. And, and, and once I think I surrendered and began to trust myself and, and just, yeah, just focus on, on what my soul is looking for mm -hmm. I think that's when everything in my life completely changed mm -hmm. and everything it just became just such a an, an unimpeded journey yeah. it was just there was no blocks it was just straight highway all the way through wow. yeah. I can completely relate to that because I've always heard my inner voice um, but learning how to trust it was also my path and because I realized that every time I would not listen to it or take action um, I would be, I would create more pain and suffering than necessary, really. So that has been my journey as well, and it still is until today. And that's what I, I always aim for, to always listen my inner voice, my soul, and aligning myself. I like yeah. that expression, getting out of your own way. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it's so that true. Really, this yeah. is what we do, yeah, right? Yeah, so good observation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely, and that inner critic that's always speaking up, mm. and you're like, "Who are you?" Because you don't belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yeah. Usually, has your mother's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually spoke with a, with one of my friends who's also a coach, and she's like, "So what is he saying?" And she's like, "Why do I think it's a man?" <laughs> true. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting, just kind of how we this like voice comes up and tells us all the reasons why we can't do something. Mm -hmm. And we tend to, to resonate with that deeper than listening to our gut, which is telling us something completely different. Because mm -hmm. if we don't have those knots and that hesitation internally, then what else, you know, what is it that's bringing about that voice that's causing this, this block from us moving into something that we know that mm -hmm. we align with? Mm -hmm. yeah. And if you're feeling it in your gut, listen to it mm -hmm. that is your instinct that's yeah. your intuition in your gut that's yeah. where your intuition mm -hmm. lies and that's what you need to listen to yeah. if you've got a pit in your stomach when you're making a decision 
I don't think I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say that louder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really important to, to trust that. And would you say that these sound journeys and kundalini yoga practice, is that a better way to, to give people, would you consider it a tool to get people to connect better to their intuition? Absolutely. Any yoga. Any yoga mm-hmm. is going to help you connect better. And the sound, you know, the most healing sound is the sound of the human voice. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So humming, singing to yourself in the car, just any kind of that vocalization is so healing. And that connects you. That connects you with your mm-hmm. soul. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do uh, seven ah, ooh, and mm sounds. And uh, that I, I felt the change in vibration when I do it in the morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Even if you're tone deaf, just like yeah. letting your oh, voice sure. resonate and yeah. just seeing how it feels in the body is yeah. something so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Humming, whistling. Whistling yeah. is another good thing. People don't I whistle, whistle anymore. <laughs> I always whistle. I got in trouble at work once. Uh, <laughs> and you know, eight years ago, like in, in the 40s and 50s, people whistled all mm-hmm. the time. And that whistle while you work. And yeah. there's a, actually a Korean Kundalini Yoga where you actually whistle. And Yogi Bhajan said, that that will create a feeling of calmness yeah. and happiness in you, yeah. whistling. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much yeah. for taking the time thank to share you. with oh, us. Oh, it was a pleasure. Anytime yeah. I get to hang out with you guys, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> We've been having some great yeah. bonding moments. Yeah. Lots um, of giggles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So... Thanks for taking the time to share your story mm-hmm. with us. It's a really beautiful one, and it's such an interesting one to see the birth of the studio and how yeah. far you've come from you know where you were before, and and just the importance of trusting your gut and mm-hmm. knowing where to lead you. Yeah, yeah. Great, thank you. On that note, thank you for tuning in. in. Yeah, <laughs> tuning in. We don't have a topic for next week, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs>